Hey, AfterBuzz TV fans, tune in now for Season 2, Episode 8 of Into the Battlelands. We're recapping Sting of Scorpion's Tale. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. A little throwback music to uh, to the wall over here with Pink Floyd because we finally got there. We reached the wall. Um, I almost chose the Game of Thrones <laughs> song, but I feel like we've referenced that quite enough. Um, it's just me tonight, guys. So please, if you are joining uh, to listen live or, or on YouTube to stream live, definitely jump in the chat. We're definitely going to be... Uh, Talking just you and you and me tonight. We'll be holding it down. You guys can find me at Hey John Blake, but uh, definitely join in the live chat as we will collectively be discussing this episode. Hopefully, our friends in the booth will be joining in with their two cents as well, because uh, this was a good episode. I mean, episode eight, we're definitely getting really deep in the in the season. We only have two episodes left, so things are starting to happen. People are starting to die, even at uh, greater. Frequency, So it's good stuff. A lot of satisfying deaths. I mean, we kind of jumped right into the action with uh, the Widow. We kind of uh, were at a, a new location. She tracked down Baron Hassan in his cotton mill and just was ninja assassinating people right off the bat. So that was pretty cool. Um, yes, Steven, The Wall is a great soundtrack. So th- shout out to everybody that's a fan of, of Pink Floyd. A little throwback music. For way back Wednesday, I guess it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, we get a great brutal kill. The sword uh, thrusts like right into his stomach, uh, and obviously the the swarm of butterflies definitely attack and kind of complete everything. Uh, the widow is definitely like on the move. She's going on the <laughs> offensive to say the least. I mean, she even um, t- just kind of goes on a whole tirade and takes down. Uh, I mean, we can assume she's kind of clearing the map of everybody that was at the conclave, kind of picking up the pieces of everybody that survived. So that's pretty pretty cool. Um, I mean, I love how she doesn't really have any remorse either. I mean, she's kind of in a merciless mode right now, really, after being kind of double-crossed by everybody, kind of checking off everybody that did her wrong off of the list is is pretty cool that she is just kind of going forth and, and taking no prisoner. She, like, this guy kind of tries to beg for his life, and she cuts off his head. So answer is flat out no. Um, so I'm curious to see how you guys thought about that in the live chat. Definitely chime in if you uh, think she is doing this just fully. I mean, she was definitely um, done wrong from the conclave. So do you think this is, uh, should she have killed that guy? I think so. I mean, she's kind of like getting her sweet revenge right now. So I'm very pro beheading at this time. Um, but I'm kind of pro beheading in general for, for the baddies. Um, yeah, we're definitely dwindling down on how many barons are even left. I mean, she just, bulldozes this whole cotton mill one at at Baron Hassan's place. And, you know, we can assume that she's been doing that for everybody. Um, I'll talk about it in a a little bit, but when she goes to, uh, when she meets up with Quinn and they kind of show heads (laughs) that they've collected, it's, you know, it's obviously 
proof that they've been very successful at just kind of taking everybody down and, and eliminating the competition. Uh, but meanwhile, Sunny, MK, and, and Baiji are finally at the wall. So their journey's sort of done. Um, he, like, they get there, but then there's this whole, like, negotiation thing. I mean, I felt like it was a little, not anticlimactic, but I was expecting kind of a giant scene. I mean, they end up kind of haggling more in a black market, so it seemed like they were able to kind of sneak in um, and do this, like, underground deal, but I almost wanted there to be, like, this huge, like, moat or something and, like, a drop-down gate uh, because there's been a lot of buildup with this whole wall situation and, like, who built it. It's all shrouded in mystery. It would have been cool to see, like, some, like, giant, like, pseudo-human or something as, like, a guard. But uh, that's more of a nitpicky thing. Um, I'm very curious to see how many barons are left, how what their relationship to the wall is. Like, again, we always come back to this. The the map, I think, would be the biggest thing that I'm, I'm looking for just because it's hard to picture, like, where all these things are, like, how big the lands are. I mean... Uh, Baron Hassan was taken out pretty quickly. Like, was he a, a smaller Baron? Like, are there, like, sizes in general? Like, that would kind of, I think, put a, a hierarchy uh, together. I know the writers are, are definitely kind of coming up with this as, you know, the seasons kind of get picked up one by one. So it's it might be more of a fluid creative process that they're discussing. But it'd be great to kind of be able to put uh, that hierarchy together and, and sort of how big of a deal is it that she was able to uh, kill Baron Hassan? Like maybe he was a smaller Baron or if he was kind of a bigger with like a big land, then it's like a huge deal. So kind of putting that into context would be would be cool. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the Sunny and MK and, and Baiji are able to kind of sweet talk their way into a deal. Um, Baiji kind of con- convinces them that this is like definitely the way to go. He kind of takes the lead, but it doesn't really work out for them because even though they do get a ride by kind of bartering their way in, they get pretty jammed up with Chow's clippers. Uh, they're kind of double dealing, and you know they're going through her clippers, and and, and she basically has. Um, free reign to kind of pick whoever they want, and there's a bit of a, a bit of a standoff. Um, they obviously tried to hide in, in the bus, which does not go well for them at all. Uh, Chow and her Clippers uh, are very good at what they do, so they know exactly that there's three people still left on the bus. Um, so that was kind of a cool moment to show how powerful I think Chow was. And I think they've done a lot to show that she is a very formidable opponent. Like, she's got, um, I mean, a very sleek, like, uh, theme going around. Everybody's in white, uh, which is super queen. I mean, the sunny new uniform, I think, I thought was pretty cool. He gets, like, pretty decked out. And even uh, the the other, like, clippers in in Chow's ranks are kind of uh, upset about it. Uh, it's cool that he was getting into that whole world like so quickly. I mean, he even though they get captured and uh, imprisoned, in, in you know, he's able to show how many marks he has on, on his back and and how 
uh, reputable he is as a clipper. You know, I, I think it's a cool badge of honor, this whole tattoo system, because it's not like uh, you can just mark that on yourself. It's like a, you know, um, like their accolades. It's kind of almost like a war medal that they get to adorn. It's like an honor thing. Um, so that's really cool. But he obviously is able to, like, power move his way to see Chow right away, which is really cool because he, he is a renowned clipper. I think, he like, before he got kicked out of the Badlands, he was, like, the go-to guy. Obviously, Quinn is sort of a powerhouse in the whole Badlands as well. He's very respected. And even though he's got a, like, the cancer brain and, like, very limited troops, he's still able to... Uh, mop mop it up with all the other enemies that he has. He, when they are showing heads with with um, Minerva, he has more than she did, and she actually asks what are in like the other boxes. And you know, it's a bit. Um, I mean, I'm curious to see like how you guys reacted to it. He went to the extreme and didn't just kill off the barons themselves, but went after their family. And although that's a very, like, gruesome and, like, uh, merciless move, you know, I think he's not taking any prisoners. Um, and, and again, he's kind of learned the hard way by, be, like, showing that mercy and maybe sparing even, you know, the, the like, women and children, which is normally kind of the main, like, war, um, like – Rules, I guess. Rules of war. It's like comic courtesy. Right, it's right, exactly. Comic courtesy. courtesy. <laughs> Don't kill the women or children. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that there is a lot of merit to that. But at the same time, uh, you know, he's le- like leaving people alive is, can definitely come back to bite you. And he's learned that several times, uh, especially in this season. They've shown that um, Jade, for instance, like she uh, took off. Uh, Minerva, obviously, he actually mentions that to her. He's like, by leaving survivors, I ran into a problem like you, like Exhibit A. So, you know, he's really kind of uh, embodying that, like, I'm going to be safe and even do the hard thing, which, you know, is is a very debatable move because uh, obviously he's being s- safe but it's pretty messed up that he's killing like women and kids at the same time. So uh, take that what you will. That is Quinn. I think he's being true to character uh, after everything he's been through. As a character, I don't think I blame him. Um, plus, you can always blame, <laughs> blame it on the cancer brain. Yeah, it's kind of like he was like reborn to become much more like brutal and like bloodthirsty and merciless. When, right. Like, he died and he comes back. So totally, totally. Weird. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Stephen uh, Auden from the chat says rules are out of the window for Quinn, and I completely agree. I think he's no longer bound by reason at all. Uh, that being said, I think he's being like that was a strategic move, but it's interesting to watch him kind of unravel and see where you know he is like making decisions. What is based on reality? What is based off of like his own? Uh, mental like lapses that he has like a giant hole in his brain so that's cool to to kind of figure out and play with i'm sure for the writers they're having a lot of fun with like man maybe he like goes into like this weird daydream thing and like makes all these 
wrong decisions or like irrational choices. Um, you know, cutting ahead to when he's having that very awkward dinner with Vale and Lydia. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like having having dinner with pretty much his like first ex-wife and his fiance. Very awkward, uh, especially since his fiance wants nothing to do with him, and she's actually in love with his old friend <laughs> slash bodyguard. Uh, so yeah, it could not be more awkward, uh, especially since he's eating like a steak that I wouldn't even classify it as rare so much as like with a blood au jus that he was dipping it in. I was gonna bring that up. That that like grossed me out so bad. Well, yeah, like them that added to like the. Uh like the cringiness of like that scene where it's just like that meat that he's eating. He's like he's literally just like devouring blood and meat. It's I don't know. I guess it's like a t- uh, like something to say on his character. Like he doesn't even care how cooked it right. is. He's just he's become like much more savage. Really. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's cool to see how visceral like he really gets and how um, animalistic he is. I mean, the whole fact that they're outside the Badlands are kind of on the run. Like, they're these, like, wildlings in a way. He's really embodying that. I mean, even his uh, clothes and armor are, like, really, like you said, savage. Like, he's got, like, furs and and he's, like, <laughs> baptizing people in blood. And, you know, there's a lot. It's a really, like, raw, like, animalistic route that he's taking. Um, and, yeah, just super savage. I mean, it's, it's pretty badass. So I can't on it in that sense i think he makes just a fascinating villain to to watch it's cool that he is like fun to hate because he's doing all these like really gross things and extreme things and like killing women and children but he's got this this gravitas that uh, i don't think a lot of the other characters have and he kind of is able to pull off these things like again there's not a lot of people that can pull off that even like a like a situation with the the wives and like have them still I, I mean he just hooked up with Lydia again very recently and is now like setting up this new marriage and has her like be her bridesmaid in a way <laughs> she's like the maid of honor for the wedding uh so it definitely gets pretty awkward It'd be funny if Jade was like waiting in the in like outside, like peering in on this whole uh, bridal party. Um, but yeah, moving on. I think the um the whole cog thing with with Chow. They set up this elaborate plan to uh, ambush and and um, get. The widow, she they know she's after MK. They set this trap. Sunny is able to like gain their trust, and and even though Chow kind of doesn't um, really trust anyone, which is smart to do. I mean, as a clipper or as a Baron, I think you have to kind of keep walking on eggshells and uh, making sure that no one is getting too close. She gives him enough leeway to kind of fall through the plan. And they they stage this whole setup where they uh, mistakenly kind of put one of the the clippers in harm's way, and he gets captured and interrogated, and they're able to kind of flip the switch on on the widow, 
uh, and at the same time, I think it was cool to see like the double switch. Like, not only did they kind of trap uh, the widow, but she kind of uses her wits to get, to get out of it right away and convinces Sonny right away with kind of revealing that Vale is still alive. That uh, to kind of defect again. So uh, a lot of flip flopping from Sonny this episode, but I think it was necessary. I mean, he obviously, his only motivation is to see Vale and his kid. So I think he made the right choice in defecting yet again. Uh, so that was a cool fight. I think we've never really seen the setting of a, of a winery uh, vineyard kind of thing. And it was cool to see MK like smashing bottles on people's heads. Uh, that all was, was pretty cool. It was like a double, double cross. Uh, and, the th- and it was a cool battle, like the three uh, homies now all kind of duking it out. Um, and cool to see Sonny back in like full form as like a clipper. Uh, we've seen it. He's, he's been kind of like on the run, really in like raggedy setups for a while. So it's, it's nice to see him like back to true form and uh, getting that like GTL situation handled. Um, and obviously that uh, Silver Moon sword just wrecks house. Um, the, let's see what happens. Uh, also, we talked about the marriage. I feel like that was pretty aggressive that it happened all in one episode. I mean, I'm glad that it did because I wouldn't want that storyline to drag out too long, but it went from proposal to like wedding night very quickly and luckily, <laughs> Lydia was there to kind of see block the situation at the end and, and give that information that Sonny was alive and that he was, like, you know, working with the widow. And there's this whole coup situation that was bubbling up uh, because I I don't even know what would have happened if they did consummate the marriage. I mean, we saw uh, Vale kind of with, with a knife. She gave Henry to... Uh, to Lydia and, and kind of set the stage for if she did die, you know, then to t- take care of Henry. And I think she would have. If if it had come to that, uh, I think Lydia would have done the, the motherly thing and taken care of Henry. Uh, he is an innocent baby after all. Um, and I think Vale was smart to do that also, even though she could have or was smart enough to probably cut, like, a main artery or something, knowing the anatomy from all of her um, studies. But Quinn is such a, like, strong, formidable enemy. I think that it'd be tough to kill him. Like, even with, like, a, like a slash to the throat, he would probably put up a fight and maybe even take her down. So I think she definitely needed to cover her bases there. Um yeah, what did you did you think they were gonna do it, or do you think uh, Vale was going to actually kill him? I was, I was a little, uh, how do you say, uh, conflicted. I mean, I wanted to see him kind of die, but also that would mean like the death for Vale. I feel like they might be setting us up for like the death of Vale, because I feel like that'd be like a major season two at the end, kind of like ooh, like it ends with Sunny just in despair with his kid, and but. Uh, as far as Vale killing uh, Quinn, I just wanted to see Quinn go down by, right. by Vale's hand because he's such a 
He's so scummy by this point. Like, right, <laughs> right. But he kind of holds everything together. Like it's so like it's it's uh, he's a fun guy to hate. Like I look forward to all the scenes with him because he just it's like what is he gonna say next? <laughs> like he's really bound by no reason or anything right now, um, and he's bested cancer so far because like and like a giant hole in his brain yeah there's definitely a reason why they're keeping him alive right he's definitely like the centerpiece of like all the evilness in this show i guess you could say right and now that there's a like a giant season three coming i'm i'm uh curious to see if he is gonna die at the end of this season i mean there isn't really another big enemy that we've seen they can always bring in new characters but i don't know like how that would even work. I mean, like, there's no one in the current cast right now that I think would be as interesting to follow through, like, 16 more episodes, um, as kind of the the main point of conflict. He's s- such, like, a disaster in so many ways. I think he, he makes up for a lot of uh, villains combined, and now that it's kind of all against Quinn at this point, they're kind of all like aligning now that Sonny is pretty much in cahoots with with the widow. You know, I think everything's kind of coming against Quinn. So we see it'll be cool to see how he handles that, especially without his normal uh group. I mean maybe Jade could be in season three if if Quinn definitely goes down, but we'll see. I mean the one thing I was happy that didn't happen was uh, that Vale didn't die. I mean, I was worried that they were, like, setting up this whole, like, Romeo and Juliet thing and, like, she was going to, like, kill herself and then Sonny was going to show up. But I'm glad that Lydia uh, told both Quint and, and Vale that he was still alive. So it's it's not, like, a missed connection type of thing. Um, so that's nice. Um but yeah, let's see what else happened. The, the ambush. We talked about um, Quinn. He's definitely going to, to handle his business uh, now. Knowing that Sonny is back, it'll be interesting to see that face off. I cannot wait. I mean, knowing how things <laughs> were left between the two of them. I mean, I think the last time that they were even in the same vicinity was when Sonny stabbed him. So that's going to be a pretty awkward situation. Um, hopefully it's, it's something we see next episode. Uh, if they don't give us like at least something, I'm going to be pretty pretty upset. I feel, um, I feel like they would end the, the next episode on that when they see each other. Right. Like when there's like that standoff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That'd be cool. Um, Totally. I mean, I I like how Quinn is very upfront about uh, every, like his situation. I mean, he even mentioned like he toasts to his impending demise uh, with with his two like uh, his like harem of, of women. But it's it's like interesting how cognizant he actually is, knowing everything that that is happening. I mean, he's been tried to be killed so many times. I, this dude has, uh, Stephen again, like, says he has nine lives. Like, seven are left. And I agree. I mean, he might even have more, and we have no idea what happened uh, before, you know, the first season and, and how many bullets he dodged there. But even in this season alone, he's come out, like, from so many things. He's been stabbed so many times. Uh, I mean, again, Lydia, when they are um, hooking up like he got stabbed there and it's just this dude is like invincible I 
he's bulletproof. Um, but that just means that Sonny totally has to take him out. Um, Stick, yes, Sonny needs to behead him totally. Um, that I, I completely get behind that. Um, but yeah, leading up to to this episode, we were also building up. Um, Ivan, thank you for uh, for bringing this up. MK and Tilda's reunion. It kind of they peppered it uh, throughout the episode. Uh, they kind of had like a quick moment when they first saw each other again. Um, I mean, Tilda has <laughs> sort of a, a very mentally draining episode, seeing Vale and kind of getting super guilt tripped about how everything went down with her, even though she didn't know what would happen with the widow and kind of getting played. I think it was a tough lesson for her to learn. And Vale was totally in the right in my mind, kind of saying that, you know, she can't like be that naive about what can happen. I think she has to to grow up a little bit and um, take things a little bit more seriously, you know, trust people a little less, uh, that's a that's a common theme throughout the Badlands. I think you can't trust anyone. I mean, take a page from from Chow's book. I think she's very seasoned at, at doing what she does. So she uh, hopefully saw it coming. I'm guaranteed that she's got a contingency plan for everything that went down with Sunny kind of double crossing her. But um, Tilda's got a lot to learn. I think she got a, a really interesting guilt check with seeing Vel, but uh, kind of on the flip side of that, seeing MK, I, I think that was a nice little reunion. They had a, had a quick little moment um, up front when they first saw each other and even a better one when she kind of uh, saved him when they're in, in the battle in the, in the winery. I think it was, it was fun to see them having fun again. So much of this show is, I mean, which I, I like all of the killing, uh, but it's it's very dark. So whenever they kind of have moments that lighten things up, I think it's fun. And to see them in the same room and in scenes together is really cool because that's what we the, – the whole main first season was about that and about them. Um, you know, all, they were kind of besties and there was this whole like romantic tension that they were building up to. And then it kind of went a different route when um, – MK was with the the monks and kind of had a new girl that uh, was keeping his interest. So it's nice that they're kind of back to to the core characters, MK and, Til- and Tilda. Yeah, that's true. Because Tilda also had like that little side little uh, fling with the with the other girl as well, right? That they saved. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, she had it. Like, I feel like they both had their little side yeah, relationships. They both had their, their own uh, side flings. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. Finally back together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just you know maybe we should give it another shot. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> like, fate has brought us together once more. Why not? And in the looks that they give each other, you know it's on. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I mean, it, on, the like, game is back on right? for oh. sure. Uh, which uh, I think everybody was cheering for for those characters to kind of get back together. They're. Storylines were were definitely kind of spiraling in different directions, and I like that there is that bond for them. It kind of grounds them. We talked a lot about this in, in past recaps where MK's storyline was kind of going in a completely different direction than, like, everything. So now that there's that super strong tie with Tilda, it kind of brings them, like, back to the forefront, back to the center, and everything kind of build around that, especially since 
Tilda, I think, is is doing a lot of questioning in her own mind, like, who do I trust? Like, there's the rift between her and the widow, I think, keeps growing bigger and bigger. And it'll be nice. Like, I, I wonder if she's going to maybe take Minerva out and just be like, yep, I'm I'm barren now. Uh, I, she's still got a lot to learn, and that was very evident this episode. But now that she's got MK by her side, she kind of has a lot more forces and, and um, strength, I think. I mean, he's got the, like, dark eye power, so he can kind of turn that on and will now. And it was nice that he's got so much control that even though when he's cut, he can turn it off and make sure that things don't get out of hand. Um, so that was cool. Um, one little thing, actually, I forgot to mention up top was when, like, Sun- just Sonny's overall slickness. Um, I think when he slipped the keys in into Baiji's kind of uh, jail cell, I thought that Baiji was, like, in on it, but it yeah. was, that was pretty yeah, like, he, like, didn't even know. He I thought was, he was, like, like playing, yeah. yeah, exactly. I totally thought it was, like, a charade that he was playing. But he, I think they kind of made that a thing to give Sonny more coolness and more like suave moves. Yeah, he's definitely resourceful. Overall. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, people in the chat are talking about a uh, a threesome. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Some people um, are against it. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you can't tra- stop true love. I agree with that. I I'm not pro threesome in this moment. I think I, I like I'm pro MK and so, Tilda. Yeah, I think that's been kind of set up from from day one. But it was yeah. I think it, then you kind of go into like a soap opera <laughs> route <laughs> when you uh, start bringing in the menage a trois. Uh, that being said, I mean it can be done tastefully. I think there's a time and place for that. I don't think that's the here and now, uh, especially for MK and Tilda. I mean, MK still has to get his uh, his powers back and, and to, to get back to full form. But now that everything is kind of realigning and that we've got all the main characters sort of on the same side, finally, uh, I mean, Tilda, MK, Sunny, and even for the time being, the Widow, now that they're all kind of working together, it's... I feel like they finally have enough, like and like on their feet enough to kind of prepare for an actual battle. So I'd love to see that uh, next episode and obviously the finale, but building up to some huge battle because they're finally back. They're back in the Badlands. Back to get the bands back together. Uh, it will be really cool. Them kind of doing some some training and now that Sunny and MK are kind of in a place where they can take a deep breath and get maybe a good, good night's rest. Uh, you know, they'll be taken into Minerva. She's very good about bringing in refugees. Uh, I, I'm happy to see that what they can do with like a full set of resources. They got the butterflies kind of at their beck and call. I'm sure that they can strategize like an actual plan. Um, but we'll, we'll see how, how well it, um, works out because little do they know, Quinn knows exactly what's going on. So he's, even though he's got a cancer brain, I think he's got enough experience where he can at least throw a wrench in their plans and kind of maybe 
force the conflict before the uh, they're totally ready. Um, yes, like a battle royale would be is exactly what I want. So I'm glad that it's kind of all pieced together. We kind of went in all different directions from the beginning of the season. Now that it's like finally kind of funneling in, it's very exciting to see all the the moves at play kind of move in and and align. So it'll be really interesting to see the next episode um, and the finale. Um, yeah, what do you do? You think? Uh, it's going to be resolved at the end of this season or do you think, um, yeah, I'm trying to decide if I, if I think they're going to kill off Quinn or not, because obviously Sonny is not going to die. We know right. there's a season three. Yeah, no there's no way that he's going to be eliminated. That sounds like a prediction talk. You want to move yeah, on? let's do, let's do it. Let's fire up that, that music cue. All right. And now you're after Buzz TV. Yeah. Uh, so I predict that the, that honestly, no one huge is going to die from the the main characters of MK. Um, you know, like everybody that we've discussed this this episode. I think Sonny. There's no way he can die. So like he's safe. I honestly think that Quinn might is at least going to survive this episode. Um, I almost think that they should keep him for for season three because he's so good and there isn't any other enemies that we've seen on his level at all well yeah that's what i was thinking like potential enemies that could come out after quinn I right in the master with from the temple mm. i was thinking oh um, yeah I, I believe it was ottoman who uh uh, uh mentioned uh, silver moon because he only cut off his hand right Right. And that's where he got his sword from. Yeah, Silvermoon, for sure. I, I mean, Jade is still out there Jade, somewhere. I was thinking Silvermoon, this might be a little wild, but so I, I, for some reason I get the feeling that Silvermoon would kill Vale. Ooh, whoa. Yeah, that would be maybe later down the line, but I have a feeling Vale is going to go down by the end of season two. Interesting. I whoa. Know, I just get this feeling that if she's going to go down by season two. I have a feeling that the whole Badlands might go down by season two. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very like they have to build this whole like uh, I think it's called Azra. Right. That exactly. that land in. Uh, we know that Baiji's got the compass thing, and Minerva really wants to get there as well. I think that season three. I mean, it's got to be like there's 16 episodes, so it's got to be working with that huge idea i mean where is this place why do they want to get there right. like what's so great about azra that was like the uh, biggest like pull in season one I mean, right like the azra and also uh how uh, mk was like a weird dark like demon thing exactly um, exactly so but then like this season was kind of like it kind of felt like like the odyssey with like sunny trying to oh totally yeah the war trying to get to his family and he has to go through all these things and he meets Baji, who helps him out throughout, like, returning to it. Right, right. No, totally. It was a it, uh, great reference, by the way, a little knowledge to parte. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it really was kind of a, like a journey back home. You know, he had a lot of trials and tribulations, uh, a lot of people he had to kill along the way. It was very, like... He had to accept himself as right. the killer that he is in order to protect his family. Exactly. I mean, it was, it was like... Almost exactly the yeah, right? the, yeah. <laughs> the Odyssey. I mean, he's very much Odysseus, like getting back to his wife uh, and his in his whole life after being like uh, sent, uh, you know, astray. 
And so, you know what also puts me on edge is Baji's, like, true allegiance. Like, if, if, if Widow is a flea, I feel like he would just, like, be hit her right-hand man, like, instantly, no matter what. Right, right. Well, I mean, now that Quinn knows Sonny is out there, I feel like he's smart enough to know that maybe his best move, like, isn't to confront him. And, I mean, honestly, if I was him, I would take Vale and, like, go on the run. And, like, you know, I I think that that's his biggest kind of bargaining chip is is maybe, like, keeping her alive um, and, and using her as a hostage. I so I think, that. you know, I that's why I think, again, both of those characters might not die this, this season because that's kind of the biggest thing that he has is, like, keeping her alive and making sure that – um, you know, like obviously Sonny's not going to try anything funny if, if Quinn's got a, like a knife to her neck. Um, so that'll be cool to see. And, and as much as I think that things are kind of bubbling up between Tilda and Minerva, I think that's more of a season three thing conflict that's going to happen because she's the only one that's been going after this whole Azra thing and chasing this book down and trying to decode it. So I think that's all like season three stuff. Um, I want a big character to die, at least. I, I mean, say, this just this thought just came to me. What if Minerva does go down and Sunny takes the place with Baji as his regent? I mean, I, she he could take over like everything that uh, Minerva was setting up, and then that would pit him against Quinn, who still has a veil. Right, right. I mean, the the one thing I was thinking was actually Baji could die because Ooh. he kind of. Not Frost. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, re- I really don't want that because he added, like, such a necessary comic relief w- throughout this season. Uh, and he just is, like, a great character. <laughs> it's, like, so, like, so different. I mean, he's such, a, like, a big guy. And, like, it's – I really hope he makes a comeback in, in season three uh, because it's a completely different dynamic that he has with with each character than we see anywhere else. Um so I, I honestly think like it's gonna be a weird, like, end to to the season. I mean, my guess is maybe they'll do something exactly the same as they did with season one, and like half kill someone. I don't think it's gonna be Quinn again because they literally did that to end season one and brought him back, so they can't do that again. But I think they're gonna maybe. I mean, my hope is if they do kill Baji in that way, like, he comes back in season three. Like, they weave it in a situation like where Jade is or uh, where uh, Silver Moon is where they're, like, it's, like, assumed dead, but they come. there is that ability to come back. And I think when the writers must have been writing the show, they obviously did not know that it was going to come back for a season three. So I think maybe they kind of set it up that way where people are left, like, assumed dead or, you know, um, in something where it's, like, it could be a conclusion, but there's enough wiggle room where they can kind of bring him back because I honestly don't want any of the characters to leave. I don't know about you. I mean, is there any character you would want to see eliminated? Um, no, not really that I want to see. I mean, other than, I guess, Quinn, but, like, it right. has to be done in the right way. Not just like, oh, right, we're going to kill him off now. Like, that would not pay off. Yeah, know? no, totally. Did you just hint at uh, Jade and 
uh, Silver Moon getting together out on the Badlands? Whoa, that would be that? insane. I, I, I didn't, that. but okay, um, I'm that. glad you Whoa. did because that, that would, would make be sense, right? Yeah. And then she could protect, like he would protect her, and then like they would both be like, oh, I hate this guy, Sunny. Oh, I hate this guy, Quinn. Hey, they're both in the Badlands. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we yeah, we definitely did not see the last of Jade. I think they purposely kind of like made her take a few steps out and uh you know sit a, sit a couple on the bench yeah, she but she's she's going to be back she's yeah. you know got enough resourcefulness we've seen her stand up to kind of the best of them. Lydia and Quinn are, are probably the most like powerhouse characters we have in the show and for her to not even flinch when she faces them is is pretty cool um <laughs> Ramen Shaman says at least he he hopes that Quinn will die um I agree I mean as a character he's his storyline's getting pretty close to the end i'm not sure that they can um tease us with this whole impending doom cancer thing forever exactly um he brings up a good point though waldo could die i mean he he definitely lifts right out he's not tied to any of the characters um if that does go down i feel like he's gonna go out swinging maybe like do a wheelchair dive to save sunny or something (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking about Waldo too. Like, what if he's uh, somehow like uh, devised some sort of like coop, right? To like take over Minerva's plant, possibly, and then have him as a Baron. Mm-hmm. That could possibly happen. Totally, totally. And I mean, uh, we also have Chow too. I mean, she, I think right, she's yeah. sort of the only replacement Quinn I can think of that would even make sense. I mean, she, we've proved that she's smart. She doesn't, like, jump into deals, like, willy-nilly. I think she's got a lot of uh, resources. She Her clippers are very well-trained. Um, you know, they caught Sunny. I mean, you can't do that and not be good at what you do. So I think she's kind of the only one that would be a good adversary. And especially if Jade is kind of the other end of that, I feel like we almost need to keep Quinn alive because he's kind of the the – like male adversary too, because right. if it's just like we would have Minerva, Chow, and Jade. I mean, not to be sexist, but I've like those are like all female characters, and it, and to have them all like be enemies, I think would be a bad or be, would be imbalanced because then it's just kind of Sunny and and MK and Baiji on, on the other side, and they they definitely don't want power in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, Baiji wants to get to Azra for, for whatever reason. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I feel like they're... I feel like everybody's going to survive, honestly. It does feel like that, huh? Yeah, I mean... they got to kill someone. Yeah, I really, I hope they kill... I mean, it, it's very satisfying when you get the, that shocking moment of, of characters getting killed that you didn't expect. But it's hard to pick anyone because... You know, we are so far in the season, and things are finally happening. Like, I do not want, like, like if they killed off Tilda, for instance, like, that would be devastating. Yeah, that would. <laughs> because I feel like that would ruin season three. It's like we can't even build up to their, like, adolescent relationship. Yeah, like, her death wouldn't really affect, like, I guess the story in the grand scheme of Right. Things. So, like, I don't think that would make too much sense to kill her off. Right, something that disrupts like the whole plot, or you know, like it, it just really like, oh man, what happens now? <laughs> kind of feeling. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, I feel I, I'm gonna keep my eyes open for new characters in this next uh, episode and, and the finale. I feel like they've gotta shake things up. Maybe like the the monks come back or something. Uh, they've gotta almost expand the world a little bit because, like we were just talking about, Quinn's storyline can only be dragged on for so long. Right. He's such a good character. They kind of need someone that fills that void, and he's a huge part of the storyline. So to to kind of match that is going to be tough. Um, and, and that's why I think they might almost like be on the run um, and then they're kind of chasing things down in season three. I don't know. It's going to be – I'm very interested to see the direction they take take it. Yeah. Especially since they we only found out about season three like recently. Uh, so I'm sure they kind of had to ride both angles of like – Maybe it'll end after season two, or maybe it won't. So I'm very curious to see how it all goes down. I'm sure there's a laundry list of people that would want to prevent them from getting to Azra or people they can meet along the way. But I feel like if they close Quinn's loop, like if, for instance, like Sonny catches up with him and and kills him, he would just want to take Vale and the baby and, like, live happily ever after, like, somewhere, like, not where they have to kill people. I was thinking Azra, yeah. Right. After that. Leave so, behind. Right, right. So, I mean, like, that would be cool if, like, that's the only, like, safe zone that they can get to and they're, like, on the run and they get together. But I just don't see Vale with them, though, on that run. <laughs> like, I right. see him with this kid. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, like, a whole, like, Walking Dead, like, Rick with his, mm. his child and Lori gone kind of thing. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I really hope they don't get into that slump because I think, um, you know, Walking Dead, like, some seasons were better than others in Walking right. Dead. We can all agree to that. And and when they kind of get into a situation where they're prolonging things um, without, like, a clear directive in mind, it kind of gets in the way. Um so now that there's like a huge amount of episodes that, that we're getting like 16 next season, I hope that they really dive into like a huge storyline that we can follow. And right. so it's not just like the same uh, problems of like misunderstandings and miscommunications and that kind of thing. Cause that's when I think it gets um, too convoluted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They have also built like this uh, whole world with its own lore that's like coming about recently. And, like, we barely – I feel like we barely even scratched the surface. Totally, totally. And, again, you know, I think they've done a good job of, like, killing off characters that can come back. Like, we talked about Jade and, and Silver Moon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be sort of the MO for the, for these next two episodes. Maybe, like, we'll get some wins. Maybe we do get the reunion with Sunny and Vale. I think that's my official prediction is that uh, – by the end of the season, Sonny and Vale reunited. Sonny meets his son for the first time. Heartfelt moments ensue. Um, but the uh, I feel like the family moments will be cut short, and they'll they'll have to like all go on the run. Maybe like Minerva double tr- tries to cross him and get uh, MK or something. Right. Ooh, that'd be a killer uh, team up. Yeah. yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I really want that them to meet. Hopefully we get that next episode yeah. because then we'll get our, our answer about Flea and, and if she really is 
the the one he remembers. That would be very cool. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, another another week, or a few days at least, until Sunday. We can all satisfy our curiosity. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We've only got two more episodes, so things are better start happening. Um, it will be nice to get some satisfactory conclusions. And I, I, feel, I feel good about episode nines. They've got a good track record in in seasons of ten episodes that uh, things really start to hit the fan and we get some conclusions finally. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I I've got some money that Widow is is flea. I mean, there's really no other character I think that would make sense that we've met at least. But we might be meeting some new ones and and I welcoming that because it's a lot of inside baseball. I mean, it's gonna be great to see. All of the interactions kind of come to a head, but to really build up the giant um, season three that we've seen, or with 16 episodes, it's going to have to be some pretty big storylines bubbling up. So we will see that next week. Um, Hopefully we'll have the full panel back, so we'll get some... uh, in intense uh, debates going on about what the finale is going to be like, but tune in uh, Sunday to watch the episode and Wednesday, a week from today, to see us and and get another recap. We only have two episodes left. I can't believe it's gone by so fast, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, everybody in the uh, chat. Thanks for chiming in. You guys can find me at Hey John Blake, and we'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.